Today's episode is brought to you by Patreon supporter Doc Kennedy. If you'd like to learn how you can sponsor the podcast through a small recurring monthly donation through Patreon, visit schooloflaughs.com forward slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We're also brought to you by funnyandamen.com. You know, comics, when you're out there doing your shows, you don't have time to fool around with setting up the video cameras, trying to get the sound right. You need to hire a professional to come out and record your show. Well, recently, I was up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's right, the city of brotherly love. And Funny and Amen showed me some brotherly love by coming out and recording the show and providing clips to me that I can now promote my comedy with. I tell you what, they set up two cameras. It was really crystal clear video. In fact, if you go to this episode in the show notes, you can click on the link to see some of my video that they recorded. Uh, Kevin Hackenberg and his team at funnyandamen.com will take care of you and help you promote yourself online through great quality video. You know, he's got over 20 years of experience producing, directing, and shooting feature films, commercials, and live recordings. And now, he is all about producing clean comedy content. So check out the team at funnyandamen.com. That's funny, A-N-D-A-M-E-N, funnyandamen.com. Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by schooloflaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the podcast. Rick Roberts here. Thanks again to our sponsors for helping make the podcast what it is today and that it is today. It is because of them sponsors. Hey, if you're in the Nashville area, I'm going to be performing at Zany's headlining on Sunday, February 19th for the Clean Comedy Series. It's a, a 6 p.m. show, ages 13 and up, and the cost, I think, is $15 there on the website. I'd love to see you come out and support Clean Comedy there at Zany's in Nashville on 8th Avenue. If you need any more information about that, you can check out zanies.com or shoot me an email, schooloflaughs at gmail.com. Today on the podcast, we have my friend Bob Moore. Now, Bob, I met, I tell you, maybe just less than a month after this podcast launched a couple years ago. Uh, he shot me a message, said, hey, if you're ever in the uh, San Antonio area, let me know. I'll come out and grab you a cup of coffee or take you out to a barbecue place. And we did both when I visited. And at that point, he was just kind of getting into a little bit of corporate comedy, uh, putting on a couple of comedy shows around town. And he just started experimenting with Facebook marketing. Uh, back then, he was paying to boost posts to get some exposure. And, and basically, he was posting uh, jokes on Facebook and then kind of boosting those. And he has since learned from others, studied some YouTube videos from some different folks, and learned and processed that has taken his personal fan page from 1,500 when I first met him to over 40,000 likes right now. He goes in-depth on some strategies and techniques you can use to use memes and jokes to get more people to like your page and ultimately get them on your email list. Let's go ahead right now and get into the episode with Bob Moore. Bob, how's it going today, sir? Excellent, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you taking some time to join the podcast today and enlighten me and all the other comics and speakers and whoever else is out there listening on this Facebook fan page marketing uh, thing that you're doing. It's pretty amazing. Uh, if you don't mind, just kind of start off telling us how you got into this in the first place uh, and how long ago that was. 
I got to tell you, I'm 65 years old. I got started in comedy when I was about 58, 59. So the odds of me being the next uh, uh, host of uh, some late night comedy shows, it was not going to happen. <laughs> so, so I knew that going in. And uh, I, was, I was doing it to have some fun, and I, and I was having fun, but I was getting a little frustrated about, uh, uh, you know, I getting booked as much as I wanted. So about two years ago, I read a book by Michael Hyatt, uh, Platform, and yeah. so I read that, and his thing was a blog. So that's how you get noticed. Okay, so I started that. After about uh, four of those, I said, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, and his next thing was Twitter, and I said, what else you got? <laughs> so right. the analyst was Facebook. And I'm going, oh, that's a kid thing, man. I don't want to do that. Even though I did have a Facebook fan page, I hadn't even looked at it in years. And uh, so I had to go look at it, and I had seven people after two and a half years. So I, it was pretty popular, you know, you could tell <laughs> that. And I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do, because I don't want to do this, but i got to try it. I gave myself 15 minutes a day, literally put my watch on 15 minutes, and man, I had to stop mid-sentence at 15 to learn how to do this thing. So I just started watching YouTube videos, you know, what it does and all this stuff. And I thought, my thought was just to put, put a joke on there and, you know, people like it or they don't. That was simple enough. So I just put it in the comments. And, you know, of my a massive population of seven, uh, nobody even saw it. Right. And... Uh, then I had some kind of brainstorm. I said, okay, I'll, I'll put a picture along with it. Not the joke on a picture. I'll just put a picture with it. And somebody liked it or a couple of people liked it. Said, That's the answer. I've, I've discovered it, you know. And this is right. after watching some videos. And then I put the, um, the joke uh, superimposed on the picture. And I got a huge bump. You know, maybe, maybe 10 people liked it or something like that. All right. And I, you know, and I, Eureka, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, to, to get on Comedy Central special here. So um, I started doing that, and I didn't even know it was called a meme. My wife, or my, excuse me, my daughter had to tell me that was, that's called a meme, Dad. And so uh, right. I did memes, and I don't know where these people came from. I, I didn't know. And then I saw that little blue button down there that says boost. What does this do? I don't know. I clicked that thing. It said 10 bucks, whatever. 10 bucks, boom, and all of a sudden it went up again, you know. I'm going, that's the answer. I've got it this time. And right. for 11 straight months, what I did was memes, uh, jokes that I had written, original jokes that I had written, uh, and I boosted them. And 11 months ago, I'm still looking at videos, trying to learn this thing, and I came across uh, a video by a lady named Holly Homer. And she had gone to a million Facebook fans in one year. And so I started wow. watching her video, and she did it for free. I'm over here paying for this thing, and it's working, but I'm paying. Right. And so I found that, uh, uh, I think, Eureka, again, <laughs> I need to share video or share, share um, uh, jokes. And that's kind of the point where I'm at now. I've, I've, it's really taken off since that time. Um, the... You know, I, I don't know everything there is to know about this. I'll be the first to tell people. I just, I tell people all this all the time. I says, all I can do is tell you what I did to get what I've got and, you know, where I'm at at this point. And if you've got a zillion more, keep doing what you're doing. You know, that's not for me to tell you not to work, do something that doesn't work. This is for something 
that uh, to get you noticed. Uh, right. Sure. And give give yeah. the listeners an idea of like when you do a post now of a meme, and you're not paying to boost it, you're just sharing it and sharing other people's, uh, you know, some numbers of the average reach and actions, you know? Um, I wish I could give you an average reach. Uh, right now, it, 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 if a larger page, here's a, here's a little how-to, and I won't give too many how-tos because Facebook changes all the time, and by the time this is heard, it may be different, but I doubt it. Uh, if you can get a larger page meaning someone that has more readers or whatever, to share one of yours, it will go up dramatically. Um, I have pages with people that have millions of uh, fans, and when they share one of my posts, it goes through the roof. So I'm borrowing on their credibility. It brings me new fans, that kind of thing. So not to avoid your question, but there is no average. Uh, lately, I've been gaining about 1,000, 1,500 people a week. Um, I, I guarantee you that a lot of that is because larger pages are sharing my stuff. Even without that, I'll gain maybe 500 a week. Now, there's people doing things different, and they're gaining 25,000 a week. Um, but how many? When you're, when you're saying gaining 25,000 uh, people onto your page, like yeah. your page. Yeah. One of the, I mean, one of the things that, if I can interrupt just for a second, Rick, one of the things sure. that gets people off track is they look at how many people, Facebook fans you have. That doesn't mean diddly. Uh, it's how many are, are actually checking you out all the time. And what I wanted to do was, I, that kind of, sorry to go roundabout, but what I wanted to do was write what I thought was funny. And uh, I didn't care if anybody else thought it was funny or not. I thought it was funny. So I just started putting my own jokes, what I thought was funny on there, and assumed that just because of the sheer numbers of people on Facebook, which is over a billion, somebody would like it. I mean, I got a beautiful wife, and, and she, she's got an ugly husband, but somehow <laughs> they find you, you know? And right, right, right. Everybody has an audience. And I just, they might not be across the street, uh, but I guarantee you, anybody listening to this, I absolutely 100% guarantee you, there are a million people on Facebook somewhere in the world that think you're the funniest thing in the world. They just don't know you exist. And that's the point of why I use Facebook, to let people I know or let people know I exist. And little by little, they find you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just going to look at one post here with you. And by the way, if you're interested in this and you want to find out more, uh, you should go to Using Facebook to Market Your Comedy on Facebook. Look up that page or... You'll see it in the show links for sure if you want to click through and, and visit the page. But I'm looking at one here, and you're really good at showing people what you're doing and how you're doing it on that. And you have this one post. It's a meme that says, I wonder if those hoarders on TV started with a junk drawer. And what Bob does is he, he also says that in the comment section, and then he's got a link to his uh, website, show notifications, so it's to his schedule on the site. And he's got the picture, and on the picture, it's just a, a, a background. It's not a specific picture. It's kind of a texture. And then it has his name, and it says, like Bob at Facebook.com forward slash comedian Bob Moore. And so he's got all the information in there in multiple ways with different ways for people to click through and see him after they see this if they want to kind of figure out who was the brains behind this comment. And this particular one, uh, at the time that you posted this information, the reach was 324,337. So 
it, it got into that many feeds and, and, and people could see it. And the reactions, comments, or shares on this post, this just one post is 12,418. And of that, uh, 5,349 liked it. Uh, 376 comments on the post itself, I think, is what that means. And then 4,973 shares. So, I mean, just there's a lot of, of, of numbers. And then you scroll down, you see, like, how many emoticons, uh, like the ha-ha face, there's 2,697 on that. And then my favorite on this is, is down there towards the bottom, uh, two angry emoticons, probably from people that were actually hoarders that saw this, right? No, it's, it's the grammar police because that, that particular uh, uh, one, I, I, I put a, uh, uh, apostrophe in where one didn't belong. And, you know, oh, I see that. Yes, yeah, so the, you got a couple of grammar police people. Like, oh, yeah, they'll, 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 they'll go crazy on that. But you know what? It's, it's a, um, and that kind of brings it to something else. I, I don't want to get off track, but the thing is Facebook didn't read that post to say, hey, this is funny, share it. Facebook can't read um, the joke on a, on a picture. In other words, they can't read the text on a picture. That's one reason I put the actual text in the comments, and then I overlay it on, a, on a, like in this case, a texture. Um, but what Facebook can read is this guy is consistently posting. This guy um, posts at the same time, same day. Uh, he, he posts X number per day. Um, for momentum, you're going to have to do at least three a day. Um, this guy uh, has them the right size, and, and there's little technique things that, are, that I list on that page that you referenced uh, to help people along. And it, it's just numbers. That's what Facebook can see. And right. if it likes the, uh, the, the numbers, the algorithm, it's going to share your post. You might have the funniest post in the world, but if, if it's you know, oblong and, and whatever... They're going to say, and you've only done one, you're not going to get the shares, even though it's the funniest joke in the world. You've got to get it out there. So I learned how to you know, do the best I can to have the best odds of, of my joke being shared you know, or having the reach of 300,000, that kind of thing. And that's the techniques I show on that page. Yeah, and so uh, let me just kind of walk our listeners through some of the techniques. Now, you mentioned... Uh, the size or the shape of the post. I notice, you know, square is kind of the way to go right now. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, and, and that's not me just saying that. That's me looking up videos and reading what Facebook has to say. And, you know, there's some, some reason. I didn't experiment to find out square worked. I, I went and researched it. I kind of go with 500 by 500 pixels. Gotcha. And that's, that's a clue for me to maybe change my show art uh, for the podcast, I, I do like the uh, PowerPoint nine by sixteen or whatever, and then shrink it down to four fifty by whatever. But uh, a square makes more sense, especially if uh, if I want to get the reach out there. Plus, it's easier to see in mobile, and I think that's why they they want I the square on there. I can give you an example anyway. of why uh, uh, what where uh, let's say a rectangle would would uh, be a problem. Um, I think a lot of your uh, your listeners and all know who Rocky Laporte is. And right. Rocky did a joke. It was a very funny joke about uh, I grew up in a large Italian neighborhood. Uh, I grew up in Rome, something like that. And I'm, I'm not doing the joke justice, but I'm just getting it out there. It was, when I saw it, it was on a rectangular uh, portrait type of thing. And um, when it came out on my phone, the setup was cut off. So all it said right. was punchline. 
And, you know, that's, I grew up in Rome is not really a real shareable meme. Right. It didn't, didn't get what it was going to happen. So Facebook likes Facebook. In other words, they like them. Here's what I want, and you can do whatever you want, but if it's square, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some brownie points, and you got a better shot, shot at it. That's interesting. And so, yeah, that makes total sense. As I know when I do my, uh, my pictures of the banner work for the podcast, I shrink it down to 450 by something, and that, that enables the whole thing to be seen in a scroll on a phone, but it's a little bit smaller and maybe harder to read, but a square, like you say, 500 by 500, I'm going to give that a, a shot here, and not only with the podcast banner, with my own jokes, so I'm going to do a little bit of what you're teaching here. You also mentioned that you post at least three, or is it three every single day at the same time? Explain that a little bit. Um. One of the things, remember, you're trying to, the only gatekeeper in this whole deal is Facebook. You don't have a booker saying, well, you're not the right group. You don't have anybody in the way. You're going directly to the fans, except you have to go through Facebook's algorithm to, to make that happen. Now, they'll post pretty much anything, but you, you want the best odds. So, again, that's kind of why you're, why you're doing all that. Um, three a day seems to be the minimum to create momentum uh you know you go post your uh, three and whatever times you want in the beginning because you don't really know uh you know one an hour or something like that um i would out of three i would make one my own and i would share and and i mean share not not uh copy paste share uh a very popular uh joke that i liked on some other site and because mm-hmm. I'm trying to, to, you know, grab some mojo off of that thing. At least one out of three, one out of four needs to be your own and just kind of use that ratio. Right now I do 60-40. I do, you know, out of, uh, I do 10 a day now, but I, you know, I've built up to that. Um, I uh, have six of them are shares and uh, four of them are mine. Gotcha. So, so for our listeners, you know, if they did one share from another page, one original or or maybe two originals, one share for another page. Would that be a fair thing to do? I wouldn't start that way. I did start that way. <laughs> this is experience talking. When I started, good, good, good. I, on, I only did my own for the first 11 months. I didn't know anything about sharing. I hadn't seen the Holly Homer video. And, right. um So I just did mine, and I did two a day. And, you know, it forced me to write jokes. This is another great benefit on the side. Um, and it grew. But I was paying, and it grew, and it was very one-sided. When I started sharing, that allowed me to bring in people that never would have seen it. Um, I don't really know how they get there. I, I can, I'll speculate here just for a moment. Um, your best friends are the ones that uh, you have the same common interest, the most common interest. Uh, let's say you know we're all in the comedy business, so uh, we all like comedy. That's, that's great. But some of us like comedy and football. Well, that's a little closer friend because you have two common interests. And we like, uh, uh, you know, basketball uh, and football. And, you know, so as you add these up, they become closer and closer friends. Well, that same person is actually watching another page. And I have the same interest. And, you know, they've, the reason Facebook knows they like that is because they've been liking those types of, of uh, posts over the years. And so I think what happens is uh, this person on Mr. Popular page, uh, he's more likely to get to see my post 
that I share from that page or if that page shares mine. And, and that's where you start getting fans that are truly your fans. That's awesome. And so I'm assuming since you're sharing some other people's uh, memes that they notice that and then they'll share some of yours. Some do, that's some don't. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so some do, some don't. Like, that's cool. And I'm just looking again here at some of the stuff on your Facebook uh, wall here. And so you have over 40,000 followers on your personal fan page now through this system? Correct. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure people listening are thinking, you know, it's great to have those followers, and they're wondering how many of those people you get over to your email list so that you can, you know, develop them as a, as a person who you might want to send an invitation to a show to. Tell me about how you go about that process. Uh, emails are, uh, that's usually what I tell people before they even get started. Set up constant contact or, or I use uh, Google Forms. You want that because I didn't do that in the beginning. I didn't think to do that. I didn't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, so I didn't put any emphasis on it. Uh, nothing is fatal. There's only good, better, and best with this whole deal, by the way. So right. uh, um, what, I, what I eventually did is I had uh, a Google um, Forms page that asked the information that I wanted. And on every joke that I personally write that I post, uh, you mentioned earlier I have a little link in there um, for show notifications. Um, I will say, ask, you know, ask people if they want to be notified about shows rather than give me your email because they're not going to give you their email. Right. Uh, and then on the form, I don't just ask for email. I give them options. You know, maybe you want to be contacted by Twitter, uh, postal address, um, uh, text message. And so they give me all of those things. Not every person gives me all of them, but I've picked up a lot of people on text that I never would have, you know, for whatever reason, they don't have an email or they don't want to give that. And a postal address, it's not like I'm going to blindly mail out a million. I'm just going to send it to the five or six in that city that specifically wanted it. So it cost me two bucks a ticket, whatever you're selling a ticket for. So, um, you know, it's, it's cheap, and I just collect those. I've got about 1,000 emails. Remember, I didn't start that till probably six months into the game. So right. um, that's after about a year. But I'll take that. And that's my fallback. Yeah. If Facebook disappears, I start with 1,000 people. Yeah, and that's, you know, I've mentioned it on a podcast many times, but having the email address of your fans is the key thing. You know, the other stuff is gravy, but, of course, it could go down, shut down, whatever, on the moment's notice, and you have no way to contact those people. So you're doing the right thing on getting them on the list, and uh, then you can, you know, let them know about shows and, and then get them out, and they can see the man behind the meme. That could be your, your show title, the man behind the memes. <laughs> that's, that's that's what you want. You you know, like like I said, I've heard that on your podcast before too. That you know, if you don't have that, you're you're just kind of you know just out there swinging, and you don't know what you're aiming at. Yeah, because you mentioned earlier, you know, what a typical post on Facebook will be shown to less than eight percent of your friends, and if nobody makes a comment in the first few minutes, it goes down from there pretty quickly. So, mm -hmm. your, your work that you're putting out doesn't always get out to everybody, but with an email. You do get it out, and then, of course, you can look on your statistics and see how many folks opened it and what your open rate was and all that kind of good stuff as well. Absolutely. Now, uh, I saw you address it in the Facebook marketing page already, but I kind of wanted to let you, you tell people why they really shouldn't be afraid of putting their jokes out on the Internet because I'm sure some comics are like, you're writing 10 jokes a day and putting them on the Internet? People are going to steal those. What do you have to say to those folks? People are going to steal those. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what? They're stealing your jokes right now anyhow. 
So uh, right. I, I just knew that was a reality. It's like uh, it'd be as, as crazy as saying, all right, I don't want anybody filming this. There's cell phone cameras out there, and your act's getting filmed. So okay. yeah, that's just that's the way it is. You know, I don't like it, and none of us do, but that's the reality. So you better deal with the reality and do what you can to control that reality. It, that's at least my philosophy. So I put my yeah, phone out. Go ahead. I was going to say, the reality is, if somebody does steal your joke, are you going to spend the money on a lawyer to go sue them? And, you know, what you're doing here is you're writing 10 jokes a day, so the next time you go do a show, if you go two weeks between shows, you've got 280 new jokes you can try out. I mean, you're... you're well, I post 10 jokes a day. I, I write four. I, I write four. Okay, so, so even six, still, six uh, I right. think a lot of comics listening, if they're honest, they're not writing four jokes a day. And, you know, that this alone as a way to get more jokes written and out there uh, should be on everybody's radar. And it, you, you also, um, can you tell them about the image behind the post? I mean, it, you can go find royalty-free stuff and, and load that in, but have you found that just having a texture behind it makes it easier or it gets more likes or it's just easier for you to put them out that way? Um. Yeah, I, uh, let, let me let me put it this way. When I when I like I say when I just wrote the joke in comments, nobody shares your comments. Just go to your comments and you can tell that. And I'm talking about Facebook fan pages. I'm not talking about your 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 personal profile page. Uh, so it has to be a photo, a picture, a meme, something like that. And when I say meme or photo, it doesn't have to be something selling the joke, which I thought it was in the for 11 months. Uh, and what I noticed was there were some jokes out there that were just words with a blue background or something like that that were mm -hmm. doing a lot better than mine or doing real well. So I said, well, I'll share one of those, see how it does. And it did great. So I just tried that. And I found out that I didn't have to go searching through a zillion photos on Google looking for royalty-free and blah, blah, blah. I could just put any old textured background on there or just a color, and it worked just as well if not better in a lot of cases. So that Great. solved any, any copyright issues or something like that. And that really only comes into issue if somebody's making money off of it. Um, right. And if, if they do steal it, you've got proof that it's your joke because you posted it in a public forum and it's time-stamped and dated right there on Facebook. So if you really wanted to go fight somebody, uh, you've got the information right there to prove that you had it before they started posting it, right? Absolutely, and I and I have done that. There's there's people that will cut my name. Like I say, they're going to steal my jokes. I know that. And I just saw two yesterday, as a matter of fact, on a site, and they would cut my name off. Now I should say that I also uh, put my name and how to reach me on every single uh, post that I make, a joke that I make, so that people, if it gets separated from the comments or something, it can get back to me. They can find me. But some right. people will, you know, for whatever sad reason, have to cut their your name off and and uh, repost it. And that's a reality. Uh, sometimes I will uh, call them on it. Sometimes I just don't care anymore because it's, it's you know, I've already got 20,000 shares or whatever on the thing, and, and uh, it's going out there. It, 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 they know their friend's not that funny, you know, so I don't <laughs> worry about it too much. Yeah, it's it's just like somebody stealing a joke and taking it on the stage. They don't have your voice or your delivery, and it, it, usually you can tell a, a joke that somebody stole pretty easy because it just doesn't fit the rest of their set. Same thing You're on exactly Facebook, right? You're exactly right, Rick, and that's part of, of what 
this the freedom of this thing is that you get to be you you know we've always told all comedians be yourself but that's not always easy to do when you're especially when you're brand new at it and so right. I, I i tell people just write what you think is funny your audience will find you it it may it may take you a couple of years but it's better than 30 years you know right right hey, some of us don't have that long left <laughs> exactly like i said i started off at the end of the game man you know yeah, no, I think it's, well, A, it's very impressive that you, uh, not that age makes a difference, but as I get older, looking at technology, I just have to start, you know, deciding what I want to keep up with and what not, and you decided out of the the options out there, Twitter and all this other stuff, that Facebook was worth a, a shot, and you've proven that anybody can learn it with enough time and dedication and consistency, and you are an analytical guy, you, you study the results and the reach and all these different things and compare it kind of A-B test your stuff to see what works better. And the great thing is that you share all this information uh, with anybody who wants to check out your Facebook marketing page, correct? Yeah, absolutely, because uh, here's the thing. Let's say uh, you take some of these techniques and, and you start getting real popular. And I, now it makes it easier for me to share your stuff because I, I don't have to look all over the Internet because I trust what you're going to put on there which means I can share something a lot quicker, saves me a lot of time. You're also more likely to share some of my stuff and grab some of my audience, which is fine. We have unique audiences. Every individual listening to this has a unique audience, but we have overlapping people that are going to like both. And in fact, they may like you better than they like me. That's okay. I got a billion to pick from. I don't need them all. Right. That's cool. And then, a uh, couple of ideas, and I, I think I saw you mention this in one of your posts in the group about uh, you created a product that you know used the joke or the meme in the product, and you went back to a post you'd put out you know way back when and edited it, and when you put in that information about how to link to find the product, that showed up in every single share all across Facebook. Do I have that right? Uh, yep. Um, one of the things that. Uh I guess it's uh, a function of uh, I'm half illiterate, so I am constantly having to go back and, and edit what I wrote because I spelled it wrong or it's grammatically incorrect or this or that or whatever, and, and it would fix it. And then I realized, oh, I can sit there and add to this thing too. So, you know, if I had a joke that was real popular, uh, I would just go back into that joke, edit it, you know, maybe add another little line down at the bottom, edit it, and with a link to whatever merchandise or whatever I, I had going there or whatever I wanted, a show or whatever you, it is you want to promote. So I didn't have to change the whole meme that had already gotten all these likes and everything. I just changed the, the comment section, and it had a link. So I started, you know, I, I got to, if people were still looking at that, and these things get shared forever once they're on their Internet, um, they then all the new ones, too, would be able to see that link. And I can do that as often as I want. Yeah, I mean, t technically, you could, every time you have a new show, go into the comments or edit the post and say, hey, you know, February 19th, I'm over here, come see me. And then when 27th comes around in January and you got a different show, you can change it and post that. And it's almost like a little way to go in and, you know, update a much bigger audience than the people that just check your website for your dates. Yeah, I would actually recommend that. You know, um, I'm not doing a lot of shows these days, but uh, you know, whatever it is, a show, uh, you have a new product, you have a new CD, you have you know a podcast, whatever it is, 
you can you can throw that in there. Your, your ad's already out there. You're just able to update it instantly to include all the reach that it's ever had. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal stuff. Um, have you thought about doing taking your best 365 memes and maybe making a, a joke of the day calendar and selling that? Because I'd buy that from you for sure. How much? <laughs> I don't know. You let me know what your cost is, and you can charge me double. <laughs> um, I played around with it uh, probably a year ago. I was going to do a screensaver, and um, and so I you know oh, I played cool. with that. And you know, so you, it pops up, and you get you get your laugh of the day, that kind of thing. Uh, there's, I'll give I'll give credit to somebody I heard on your podcast, uh, Martha Bolton. I yeah. thought I was writing a lot of jokes when I was writing a couple of uh, probably one a day or something like that. This is, I think, even before Facebook. And uh, I can, I'll never forget that she sat down with a team of writers, and team meaning seven, and they wrote 2,000 jokes in a weekend. I felt like a punk. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe what a slacker I was. I know, me too. I felt like I should quit comedy right when I was talking to her. <laughs> so so uh, I said, I, I guess I can step up my game. Yeah, and uh, and and that that really that really encouraged me. Another podcast, and, and I'm not doing this just to promote your podcast, but I've learned things off of here that helped me do this. And I think it was Brian Bates, one of his earlier ones. At least I'm gonna credit Brian right now. And I believe you asked him or whoever it was. Um, ultimately, what would you like to to have? Uh, you know, or because he was just starting into comp uh, full time. And his answer was. Is, Something so simple, and I just never really thought of it that way. I'd like people to come to my show to see me, you know, not to see right. the comedian, not to, not to see uh, uh, big name star and me, you know, open. I want them to come see me, and I, and that kind of stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah, that's and that show is a thousand times easier to do. Everybody already loves you. They they, you know, if you don't do their joke, they're upset. You know, right. And so. I got to do uh, at least one, or, you know, one of those, and, and it's so amazing because I did the setup, and they all knew the punchline because they were all smiling before I said it. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you built your own following and got them out. They, they're coming to see you, and that's, that is the ultimate uh, goal, I think, for everybody is to find that ultimate audience and have them come see you to see you, not just to go to the comedy club and see who's there. So, well, Bob, uh, I'm going to post links to everything that we mentioned in the in the comments or the show notes here. Is there anything you want other people to check out or find uh, before I let you go? I just want to encourage them to, if nothing else, start sharing what they think is funny on their fan page and do it consistently because there's not a lot to this. It's just it's about tricking the, the algorithm on Facebook. And if you're posting, sharing three, and there's a way to schedule it so you don't have to sit there and be doing that, and that's all listed on the, the page you're going to get the link to. Um, just share at least three a day, and you'll start building a fan base that has the same sense of humor that you do. And then you start slipping in your jokes as you feel comfortable. And, and you'll start building the page. That's awesome. I'm looking at your website right now. It's Bob, B-O-B-M-O-H-E-R, BobMower.com. And you've got some of the memes on there on the home page. And uh, show notifications so that they can sign up to your email list, all kinds of great stuff. So you guys go check him out and let him know you, you heard him on the podcast. And if you're out there and you want to get involved with this, check out that Facebook marketing page. I'll 
I give you the links in the show notes for that too, so you can kind of see what he's doing and share some of Bob's stuff. He'll share some of yours, and the world of comedy gets bigger and better and better. Bob, thank you for your time today, buddy. My pleasure, Rick. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that. Bob really gave us a lot of very specific information and ways we can take what he taught himself and apply it to our own personal fan pages. A lot of work goes into it. You can tell he's posting 10 times a day. I don't think you have to post that much to get some results, but he's proven that if you post a lot and you've got a system and a strategy and a method to your madness, you can dramatically increase those likes to your fan page and, of course, drive more people to your shows by getting them on your email list. All the pages we talked about on the episode today will be in the show notes. I'll link to them right there, including bobmore.com. And uh, visit us, schooloflast.com forward slash podcast. You'll see all the episodes right there. Uh, scroll through and listen to any of them off of the website on iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the iHeartRadio app, which is nice. If you haven't left a review yet on iTunes for us, certainly would like that. We're trying to close the gap and get 100 reviews, and that would be that would make my day. Just look at that and see we had 100. We're right at 91 and holding. So uh, now's the time, gang. Jump in there. Help us out. And don't forget, come out and see me at Zany's February 19th. That's a Sunday, 6 p.m. show. And opening the show will be School of Laughs regular and former student, now full-time comedian, Brian Bates. Hope to see you there. Take care and stay funny. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaps.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay money.